Hi again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out Moving Up the Ladder here on LJN Radio as we look to enhance the quality of your career. And believe it or not, you could improve your general success in a number of situations just by effectively using analogies. That's right. You heard me right. And giving us the inside dish on the power of analogies is the vice president of ROI Communication. His name is John Pollock. Now, John was also a presidential speechwriter for Bill Clinton. He used plenty of analogies there as well. And he's the author of a number of books, including Shortcut, How Analogies Reveal Connections, Spark Innovation, and Sell Our Greatest Ideas. John, thanks for coming on the show. I'm happy to be here. Now, we're talking about analogies, and I personally love them. My wife hates them, so I don't know what that says about us or how our relationship is supposed to go. But how do you define for yourself an analogy? Because I'm sure people have their own thoughts in mind of what exactly that is. But how do you describe it? Well, I found that the most useful definition for uh, analogy is a comparison that suggests parallels between two different things, either directly or indirectly. Sure. And so we make them all the time in different forms. We don't always think of them necessarily as an analogy because it's so central to the way we think and communicate. Hmm. Interesting. You know, a lot of people think of just the SAT stereotype of dog is to cat as this is to that. It's beyond that, though. Take it a little step further. Where do ideas come into play? Where does this help as far as your career? What would you tell people? Well, I'd say that analogies are like guests arriving at a Halloween party. They come in a lot of different costumes. And so they might be parables. They might be proverbs. And when somebody tries to sell you the Cadillac of vacuum cleaners, that's an analogy. Hmm. Okay. When it comes to careers and jobs, I like to say that when people are evaluating you for a position, they're trying to get a sense of not only are you a good fit personality-wise, but how do the skills that you have apply to the new job? Either you've done a very similar job before, are those skills transferable? And the way we make those judgments is through the analogical instinct, by, by saying, this is like that. And I'll tell you a story. When, when I was interviewing for a job as a speechwriter to President Clinton, I was, I was sitting in the chief speechwriter's office in the basement of the West Wing, and the chief speechwriter was looking over my resume, and, and he said, you know, I have seen your writing. I, I know you can write, but what's this about building a cork boat? And I had <laughs> put on my resume that I was currently building the world's first cork boat, and I told him that I, I, was, I had been saving corks since the age of six to, to build a boat and take it on an epic journey and pushed his glasses to the top of his head and looked pretty dubious. And I could see my chance of slipping away. And, and he was probably <laughs> thinking, well, you know, we can't hire a, a nut to be presidential speechwriter. And I, I don't know where this analogy came from or how it popped into my mind because I had never made the comparison before. But I suddenly found myself saying, well, you know that writing a speech is a lot like building a cork boat. <laughs> and you know, this he had to hear. And I said, well, in, in both cases, you're taking a jumble of things that individually in disarray mean nothing, either corks or words. But if you put them into just the right array, they'll take you on an amazing journey. Nice. And then I shut up. And, and <laughs> he slowly a grin spread across his face. And he said, OK, all right. And I ended up getting the job course, analogies play a, a central role in persuasion. So as a speechwriter, if you can either take apart an opponent's analogy or make good ones yourself, it's a helpful tool. Well, and I think from that story, and it's a great example, obviously, and uh, getting the job, 
It's the idea of making connections there. Why is that so important? Why is that central to communicating and being able to get your point across? We all see uh, the world slightly differently, and we bring our own experience and our own biases to every situation. And so analogies can be helpful in framing a situation or a circumstance or a challenge in terms that another person is more likely to understand and respond to emotionally. Because part of power of analogies is that they instill something that's perhaps more complicated into simpler terms. And they also import the emotion from something that a person can relate to and applies it to a new situation. And so that can be very helpful if you're trying to sell yourself. So for example, when Ronald Reagan was interviewing with the American people to be reelected as president, he said, it's morning in America. And he ran a whole ad campaign about it being morning in America. And that, that ad, which is a very visually powerful ad, mm-hmm. showed a paper boy delivering the morning news, someone leaving for work, a farmer on his tractor at dawn, a fisherman leaving port in the morning, on and on. But morning, as an analogy, it's about optimism. It's about possibility. It's about new beginnings. And of course, that was very persuasive, especially if he was running for a second term and was getting older, and there were some questions of, you know, an older president fit for the job. Right. And so we don't think of elections necessarily as job interviews, but they are, and often the, the person with the best analogy wins. Now, when somebody is speaking, and maybe they are pitching an idea, uh, or if you take it into the work setting, maybe it's a meeting, and you're trying to discuss what's going to be happening moving forward, Is there any danger that people are going to think it's just childish and a little cheesy that you're trying to make these comparisons? Because I do feel that sometimes it does get over the top or people just think you're you're trying to be too cute with it. Is there a balance to utilizing analogies? Yes, because if you make a great analogy, people respond positively. If you make a terrible analogy, it can undermine your credibility. So you have to think of things and see things in part from another person's perspective before firing off analogies that may or may not uh, resonate. And so I don't think it's a matter of being cute or being simplistic. I think it's about trying to distill something to its very essence. And I'll, I'll give you an example that I talk about in the book, which is called Shortcuts. It's about a a mechanic who was hired by Henry Ford for 17 and a half cents an hour. And he came back from a a trip to Chicago and told Ford, told his his boss, actually, who worked for Ford, listen, I figured out a better way to build cars. And he had told about the the swift meatpacking plants in Chicago and how they disassembled hogs and cattle that were hanging from hooks on an overhead trolley. and, And each butcher did a specialized piece and then sent the the carcass on downward. And he said, we should build cars that way. And the boss said, what are you talking about? And he said, don't you see, this is exactly the same thing. And of course it was moving disassembly and moving assembly. Right. And of course the moving assembly line not only made Ford into a tremendous success, but changed manufacturing in every industry. Sure. And so you see the, the power of the analogy Sometimes it takes some explanation or some persuasion, but they can be very revealing and very powerful and anything but cute. 
Well, I think that's great how you give us that illustration of an actual idea as opposed to just a lot of times we think of a speech and again, making those comparisons verbally and with words as opposed to, as you brought up there, the actual idea that was created. With that, is there really any true innovation? That's a big word we always hear in in businesses. Or is that what analogies are about is innovating on one idea or taking it to that another industry, so to speak? If you look back through history, Many, if not all, of the great breakthroughs hinged on key analogies, key insights, because we can only create something new with existing parts Mm. or explain something new with existing ideas. And that is the, the engine of progress. Ford was a good example, but so are the Wright brothers. They beat out Langley and some of the aviation pioneers that had a head start in the race for flight because they conceived of building an an aircraft akin to building a bicycle. They were bicycle builders. And what happens when a bicycle stops moving? It it tips over. And to control a bicycle, you have to lean and bank. And they apply those principles of balance to the control system for an aircraft. While all the other would-be flyers were either trying to create a perfectly stable aircraft or flap their way into the sky, Mm -hmm. the right said it's not about birds. It's not about making a carriage fly. It's about banking it like a bicycle, and they can develop the control systems that that let them do that. So the Wright brothers are a great example. A more modern example would be Steve Jobs and the computer desktop. Now, he saw a demonstration of this technology at Xerox, and Xerox didn't recognize the potential, but he said, this is revolutionary. And before he introduced the Mac in 1984, Computers were hard to use. Relatively few people in the world could use them because you had to be a techie. Suddenly, when he convinced people that, hey, it's just like using a desktop. There are your scissors. There's your paste. There's your folder. There's your blank document. Hmm. On a computer screen, those are completely different than their actual physical counterparts on a desktop, except conceptually. But in, in explaining his new machine as a desktop, he persuaded millions and eventually billions of people that, hey, if I know how to use a desktop, I can use a computer too. And we don't even think of those physical analogs anymore as the basis for it, but that's where it came from. And so those analogies can be very, very powerful in opening up new possibilities. That's a great point. I can honestly say I don't really think about that either. As you said, probably most people don't as far as objects on your desk and just putting them within the computers. I think that's another great visual for people to have when you're talking about analogies and how that can work, whether it be in the workplace or in your personal life as well. Another thing I wanted to ask in terms of analogies is, okay, we have these people listening right now thinking, okay, Henry Ford, Steve Jobs, I'm not those people. I'm clearly not in that same level of innovation and being able to think in those terms. Can you give them any tips or strategies to help adjust their perspective or recognize in some way where the analogies are coming from? I like to say that Henry Ford, or in this case, Bill Klan, who is the mechanic working for Henry Ford, he never was famous for his contribution. The Wright brothers did get famous for their contribution, but they were just two guys building bicycles in Dayton, Ohio before that. So the great thing about America and the great thing about the modern world is that great ideas can come from anybody, anywhere. Obviously, some people have more advantage than than others in terms of access to capital or access to publicity, but, but good ideas can come from anywhere. So I want people to think 
of themselves as creators that can create uh, and invent. And the second piece is, is that if you want to get better at analogy, it's absolutely possible. Some people say, oh, I'm not good at analogy or I don't ever see them when they're coming. Mm-hmm. It's just like any analogy is, is, is a skill that can be acquired in practice. And, and the first thing to do is recognize when you are seeing an analogy. And a lot of times analogies are, are embedded in a, a single word. And I'll, I'll give you an example. If you picked up the paper and, and it said stock market skyrockets today. If you take apart those words, stock market is an analogy that came from marketplaces that sold livestock originally. The term skyrocket, a word that, that came into play to denote going up really quickly, like a skyrocket. Well, we, we take these words for granted, there are often biases hidden uh, within them. And so it's important to pay attention to the language that we hear and just say, hey, what does that really mean and where does it come from and, and what biases might that language include? An example would be voters are asked to decide, should we pass three strikes laws? You know, the third strike, someone goes to jail for 25 years to life. Right. Well, that, that sounds fair enough. Baseball is fair. <laughs> they get two chances and, and there's a third. You know, we need to set some standards here. Well, in actuality, California voters passed the three strikes law out of a legitimate desire to reduce crime. The, the problem was is that crime is not baseball, and suddenly people were getting stuck in jail for stealing a slice of pizza, for breaking into a car and taking change from a couple there. When that costs 50 grand a pop taxpayers, suddenly you're filling up your prisons and, and you're, you're draining your treasury based on, on a baseball analogy that wasn't so carefully chosen. And so it's good to just ask yourself, is this analogy true? How might it not be true? And that's really the, the, the takeaway is, is when you hear an analogy, ask yourself, okay, some aspects are true, but are those what, what aspects aren't true and, and how is that relevant to this question? His name is John Pollock. If you're interested in finding out more about analogies and some of the ways that they could help you in your life and in your career, check out his book, Shortcut, How Analogies Reveal Connections, Spark Innovation, and Sell Our Greatest Ideas. John, thanks for coming on and sharing your insights with us. Tim, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, have some feedback for this show or any others, shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter as well. You can find us at the LJN. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Yuma. We'll talk to you later.